You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to Rebellion, a Star Wars Rebels Mobcast. I'm your host, Scotty White, and as always... I'm Ethan Young. And we are talking about episode three, well, not episode three, we're the third episode of Star Wars Rebels. There you go. Because I don't really want to talk about episode three. No, I'd prefer it didn't happen. I like the rest of the prequels. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least I really like Rebels. Rebels works. Yes, it works. I like it. So let's go with that. Uh, t- today's episode is Fight or Flight, written by Dave uh, Filoni and directed by Stephen G. Lee and Dave Filoni. And uh, I lovingly call this episode Grand Theft TIE Fighter. I like it. I love Grand Theft TIE Fighter. Um, so uh, it's a fun episode. It's probably... Um, it's probably my favorite episode we've seen so far, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know uh, we'll see what the future holds. But other episodes, but this is you know the first two episodes. You know, the first episode introduces. The second episode has a, has a little bit of work to it. I think this one is an episode that kind of lets its hair down. Yeah, and it's that's what I like about it. All right, hit us with the plot, fine, sir. <laughs> All right, so. We're going to... Here comes the, the breakdown of, of this episode. Prologue. Ezra tries to use the Force by lifting a bowl. He does. Chopper helps. Ezra takes chase after Chopper and finds Sabine, who is in need of a little inspiration. She says she'll look out elsewhere for it. Ezra teases Ev about saving his life from last episode. Chopper steals the bolts from Ezra's bunk and it collapses... Well, with Ezra and on to Zeb. Uh, Zeb takes chase after Ezra, only to be stopped by Kanan. Uh, in the end, it, it ends with, oh, it's his fault! Act 1. Hera kicks Zeb and Ezra off the ghost. She makes them go shopping uh, in town, and they cannot return with at least one Meluron fruit. Ezra runs into an old merchant friend. We learned that the Luron they do not go grow on Lothal. Uh, Imperial officers harasses Ezra's merchants into selling his farm. Uh, Zeb's got the rest of the grocery list. A Rodian has a crate of Melurons, but he sold it to the Empire. Ezra and Zeb go steal the fruit from the Imperials. Zeb teaches Ezra about using the Force, which he tries and fails. The Imperials goes after Ezra and Zeb, who run into the town without their supplies. Seven Ezra take to the rooftops. Stormtroopers are useless. Zeb finds a hiding place between stormtroopers and a tie. Act two. Zeb is stuck between a tie fighter and two stormtroopers. Zeb jumps onto the tie, pulls out the pilot, and now it's Zeb's tie. He's never flown one before, and it destroys the thing in a th- destroys everything in a 360 degree arc. Ezra runs from stormtroopers on rooftops. Zeb rescues Ezra, only forcing him to declare that they're even from saving each other's life. Hera watches Sabine paint Zeb and Ezra's room. Ezra uses the Force to help the tie avoid being crushed by hills. Chopper and Kanan are playing on the hollow table. Ezra and Zeb come clean about stealing the tie, and Kanan orders them to get rid of it. On their way to get rid of the tie, they find a farm being destroyed by the Empire. Act 3. The tide tracks down the three imperial uh, track down three imperial transporters. Zeb tries to convince the ties that he's looking for rebels while Ezra sneaks aboard the transports to free them. He uses the force to open the door and free uh, the farmers. Tie versus Imperial ground transport versus Ezra. Stormtroopers are useless. Stormtroopers stormtrooper armor is immune to Ezra's slingshot, but not so much against fruit. Zeb flies the tie upside down, flying the tie with his freet to rescue Ezra. Zeb and Ezra are even. Zeb gives Ezra a TIE Fighter pal- helmet. Epilogue. Ezra and Zeb return to the ghost with no supplies, but with one Meluron fruit, so it's all good. They tell Kanan they've crashed the tie. Quotes. Sabine paints, uh, has painted a mural of Ezra and his bunk crashing on the Zeb. The boys aren't pleased. Blame Chopper and take out chase after him. It ends with, it's all his fault! Calling back to the prologue. So that's your your act breakdown. 
you know, that took us roughly five minutes to get through. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, thoughts? Your, your thoughts. You, you, I've, thoughts? Talked a, I've talked a lot this episode. Yeah, um, my thoughts. I don't know. I like this one. I like this one a lot. Uh, it's it's the, the, the first time we kind of get to see... Uh, Zeb and Ezra as a duo. Right. Really kind of working that magic, if you will. Um, I like it. I think it's, it, it, I mean, it's a good episode. Um, one of my favorites that I've seen thus far. Um, few problems. Stormtroopers. Useless, as always. <laughs> and they're just... The Outer Rim Theory The Outer Rim true. Theory holds true. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this one. It's, it's kind of hard to... to, to not jump around a whole lot to give you details, but here, here's what I like about this episode, and, and I talked about it at the beginning, and a little bit about the beginning, but you know, this episode kind of lets its hair down, but it shows us the what I would basically call the family dynamic of, of the Ghost Crew. Yes, Hera is clearly mom. Oh yeah, totally, and especially when she punishes you know Zeb and Ezra to to make them go. Go Sh- away. Go away. They, go they, away. Get, they kick them off the ship so they can go grocery shopping, basically. Yeah. And and make them go on that Maylun run, fruit run, which happens not to grow in Lothal. But they happen to find it anyway. So, you know, it works out for them. It works. And so even Kana makes it the, the joke about, you know, it's the ghost is much quieter, quieter when the kids are away. Right. And it's, it's nice. I, I really like it. It kind of, it, it puts the crew of, um, the ghost is more of family than just a crew. Right. Which I kind of like. Kind of thinking about it, it kind of really makes them appear to be a tight-knit family. Right. And, and, and you know, I think, you know, that it works. It's, it's like, I've often com- compared the show to Firefly. Oh, yeah. And so uh, and I think uh, that's what one of the big draws to it is. I mean, it's Star Wars. Star Wars is going to have a draw. But the the fact that it's it obviously as close ties to to Whedon's Firefly universe, and yeah. it's, it's and, it's, and I think that's the kind of the only way to tell this bud, budding rebel rebellion story. You know, these little cells doing whatever they're they're doing, right? And so it's it's good to see this one rebel cell, and so and they're so they're so interesting. All the characters are you know, Sabine and Chopper and uh, Tahara and Kate. I mean, all of them. So right. Good stuff. Yeah, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. My favorite thing in the whole episode, besides Grand Theft High, mm-hmm. was the fact they used the Imperial ground transport, and that is um, near and dear to my heart. Yes. Because it was one of the first toys I got as a small child. Were you ages four and up? I probably wasn't when I got it. <laughs> Uh, it says here right on the box, ages four and up. It's probably three, wow. if I remember. So I was close. I was hey, I was mature for my age. <laughs> but I remember it, the the toy itself. So so it's this weird rectangular shape thing with it's 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 basically a truck, a Star Wars truck. It's got doors in the front where you can you can you can put two stormtroopers or, or an imperial commander and a stormtrooper. And it's got these six pockets, three on each side, where you could put. Um, other action figures in the more yeah. It's a troop transport, which is a weird way to hold. You can only hold six troops, I suppose. Yeah, on the outside. On the outside, I, hey, they could shoot. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's I'm looking at I'm looking at the original uh, boxing for this toy, and it the, the the toy itself looks weird. But then you kind of watch it in the episode, and it well still looks weird. Yeah, it doesn't look functional. But no, I, it doesn't but, look right. But I'm so happy to see it because right. you know now right. it's. You know, it's a it's a it's a Star Wars vehicle that was never made in the movies, but and, and the reason why um, it exists is because Kenner, the toy company, got a hold of a license or a company that did um, voice chips for toys, right? And so they wanted to incorporate some voice chips into their toys, right. and so they designed this transport, and, it, and and when you had it, it made sounds of laser and a stormtrooper and R two D two. It may have done three PO. Uh, I have to go by. I I know this because of, there's a great documentary called uh, Plastic Ga- Galaxy. It's on uh, Amazon Prime now, and I think it's on Netflix. And I highly recommend it. It's about um, the, 
the uh, the Kenner Star Star Wars toys, the early ones. Yeah, cool. And, and so it's it's really so cool. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to it has out. the origin of the that's that's pretty transport, awesome. which we see here. So go go check that out. That's right, very right. good stuff. Fun fun thing. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let's start at the beginning. All right. Um, number one. Chopper's a jerk. Chopper <laughs> is a jerk. Chopper is a jerk. <clears throat> yeah, Ezra's trying to use the force. And he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to. He's trying to remember how to, or not remember. He's trying to figure out how, how to, um, use the, to use the force. Right. So and he's, he's at his, the kitchen table trying to lift this bowl. Right. And, and he thinks he does it, and then camera pan. Haha, Chopper's actually with oh, his claw. Because Chopper's a jerk. Chopper is a jerk. Makes me upset. <laughs> not upset. It made me laugh. <clears throat> but he's like, "Come on, Chopper." The kid's actually trying for something here. Don't don't be a jerk. Yeah, but Chopper can't help but being a jerk. So yeah, I mean he's more of a jerk than R two. <laughs> yeah, and R two is kind of a jerk. I mean, R two. I think I think it's all astromech droids are jerks. I think that's just in their programming. <laughs> you just well, when you can only can you know communicate in binary in, in beeps, and beeps. beeps and tweets, right? And so. beeps, tweets, <clears throat> and whistles. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I guess that would lead to uh, you being kind of well an, an ass, <laughs> right? It was like my communication is limited, so I'm just going to be a jerk, and so maybe that's his problem. I can dig it. I can dig it. So, and we also have Sabine trying to figure out what she wants to paint. She's kind of right. She, she's looking for inspiration. Um, actually, that there's a another interesting little tidbit. Um, among some of Sabine's drawings in her cabin. You see the bounty hunters, and I'm going to mispronounce this terribly, but Cad Bane and Imbo, E-M-B-O? Um, they, those are two... Clone Wars guys, right? Yeah, they're two uh, bounty hunters from the Clone Wars. Right. Which I, th- I think, I didn't notice it. I had to look it up. But I think it's a, it's kind of a neat nod. Yeah, I mean, and maybe the sign of things to come. Well, I also like how um, Imbo, I, I know that's wrong, but I'm just going to keep going for it. It um, has a heart around it. Oh, which it, it's 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 adorbs. Maybe it's totes adorbs. <laughs> it's adorbs. Maybe that's what Sabine's into. Sorry, I don't know. Andrew. Maybe it's it. I just I thought that was a good nod. It was very uh, cool. It was a good. It, it was a cool nod for a series that came before. Uh, I liked it. Well, I mean, it's the same. Co- you know, the same company's doing it, so it's, right. you know, they have a lot of references. Right, so and, and I think I think the more we kind of dig in to this universe, the more kind of nods we're right. going to see, see towards other things well, which I, I'm looking forward to well when we've got you know the first episode we had Obi-Wan show up right the last episode we had R2 and 3PO right who knows who's going to be showing up or when um, like I said this episode is a throwback toy from the 70s that right. show up and which is which is awesome. cool because now it's canon so, yeah. so the thing exists and, and the Star Wars universe is no longer extended and, and so that to me is exciting. That is also cool. That is so cool. Talking about uh, Charles Bed, which I want to <coughs> figure out how he did this because he's awesome. <laughs> he's like a ninja robot. Right. He's got the he's got claws out of his. Right. He's got claws. But you would head. think you would think a little astromech droid running around with claws out of his head, you would be paying attention to it. That shoot electricity. Nevertheless, you would think that you would be paying close attention to what he was doing because I'm like he's gonna shock me because he's a little jerk. Is it, but he doesn't have his. I don't think we've seen his arc because well, what makes him shock is the arc welder he has. He has an arc welder, right? And so that's in his chest, though. No, 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 no. It's it's he. But he was shocking um, Ezra. Yeah. As they ran around the ship. Was he I, with, I was, with his calls? I think. You I correct I, me if I'm wrong. To go back and watch again. Right, I, right, I, right. I may have missed it because I, I know the arc welders in his chest like R2s. Yeah. And so I just thought he had claws out of his head. That's kind of cool, though. He's the first one I've seen with claws in his head too, and so that's so cool. You know, it makes me think that's not a standard design. It's something that I'm also I'm kind of convinced that Chopper's kind of redesigned himself. Yes, you know, he's just like I don't like this. I'm going to change change it, it. and because right. you know, because he's a collection of of mismatched parts. Um, I mean, from the description that Rebels gave before the show came out, did the. In one of the the short videos, the question was, you know, how much of Chopper is originally Chopper? You know, yes. Chopper has been replaced so many times. You know, oh, he's had a hard life. <laughs> so, he's had a hard life. Yes, and he's an old C one unit, so he's really right. really old. So, 
Um, so yeah, so um, he miraculously undo, undoes the bolts for perhaps which, Chopper has the force, <laughs> which I think is funny because there must be only like what two bolts to hold up a bunk. Yeah, well he had that, two. Well he showed he had two bolts. That that's pretty one in each claw. That's <laughs> pretty crappy build quality, if you ask me. Well, it's it's, it's simple you know, design. It's a ship. You got you know saving weight. Yeah. Save, all right, all right, Bob. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna cover the hole <laughs> in titanium alloys. And then we're only gonna put two bolts in each bed. It's just efficient. Cause that makes that Effic- makes sense. Hey, if it holds up the bed, <laughs> it holds up your bunk with two. I mean, I can see it. You know, one arm, one arm, and a bolt between. Maybe. I, I buy it. I still think I, I think OSHA would have problems with this. <laughs> I don't think the Empire has OSHA. <laughs> well, I think the Empire should. <laughs> <laughs> so because because the the original Death Star, the super laser evil ray. Did not the, those guys did not have a safety rail, the controlment. That's true. They did not have a safety rail because they were ballsing, <laughs> and they did not have bright orange, visible vests. That's a problem. No, you that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Because they need to be visible at all times. They're in a work zone. They need to be visible. <laughs> no, they're not in a work zone. <laughs> they're in a laser zone. That's not. And, and and the other thing that kills me is they have to cover their eyes. They they have avert avert their eyes right, well, to this to this he, massive laser thing. Right, you don't want to look at the Death Star beam. <laughs> you don't want to look at the Death Star. Don't look at. Right, don't go into the light. I mean, I mean it's in its title, Death Star Beam. Right, right. <laughs> so I think I, OSHA OSHA definitely needs to crack down. I on mean, the would you look at anything with the first word of it as death? No, um, I'm not gonna look at. No, it. <laughs> because I am a sadist like that. So I'm not gonna look at death, or whatever. Uh, Act one. The ghost lands back on Lothal, and the first thing they do is Hera kicks. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zeb and um, wait, wait, are they flying when all this takes place? Oh, I don't think they're flying. I think they're. I think they. Fly. No, I thought they land. At the beginning of the episode, they land. Oh, okay. That's right. They're flying. That's right. They land. Yes, yes, yes. And she makes them go shopping in town, and they can't return with at least one Meluron fruit. Meluron fruit. And you know a. I had never heard of the Meluron fruit until this yes. episode, and then you dug something up on the Meluron. Um, Meluron. Let me find it real quick. Like, um, well, first, first, I um, to look at the. She hands them a shopping list. Right. Right. And on said shopping list has a I Meluron like, melon. I like how he has found the translation for this. Yeah. Well, I, I had a lot of time today. <laughs> snowed in last week. Yeah, right, right. I had a lot of time. Period. Um, a Meluron melon, science dip, which I really want to know what science dip is. Yeah, I don't know what science dip I is. I really want to know what science dip is. Uh, space waffles, which <laughs> sounds delicious. Well, it makes sense. You can't have science dip without space waffles. Right, right. If you're know, like, well, you're, you have science dip. You gotta what have you space waffles. <laughs> What's a space waffle? Um, is uh, it a waffle in space? Yeah. I think I think a space waffle is a waffle specially gen, uh, genetically designed. I don't to, think waffles have genetics to be so much better if consumed in space. I'm, 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 they plump when you cook them. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. A waffle has genetics. It does now? Yeah, is it a chemical compound? <laughs> a mixture. Um, what else do they need? Uh, a large bag. One. Large bag. Well, you want to carry everything in. And one large bag. A writing cam. I have no idea what that is. A writing cam? Like CAM, like camera? Yeah, CAM. Cam. Maybe maybe it's something for the f- um, for the Phantom or... Mm, no, who knows. Or um, maybe it's something for Hera and Kanan's bedroom. Magic Batman. <laughs> and then you need deal... Pikels, D apostrophe I L, P Y Y K K L E S, pickles. <laughs> because in their universe, they don't have pickles. They, they don't have pickles. They have pickles and science dip. <laughs> is that like? Is that like For their form of? Uh, I was thinking it was like more form of uh, smokeless tobacco. Oh no no no! Hey no. hey y'all, burn! I don't need my science dip now. I think it'd be more like um, salsa. Salsa, science salsa, science salsa. You go, you go to the, you go to the, uh, uh, the, the, the ethnic restaurant down the street, and you get, you know, chips and science dip. 
Yes. No, no, you get space waffles. And you get Chinese. space waffles and science. So you go to the local Jawa establishment. You're right, you're right. I, I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay, so um, back on topic. Uh, not really back on topic, but back I think this on... this all on topic. Back on the other rant tangent we were about to go on. The uh, Meluron oh, yeah. um, term first appeared in the novel X-Wing Wages Gamble. Wedges Gamble? Wedges Gamble. That's what I meant. Wedges. Wage. Whatever. Like, who's Wage? Eh, it doesn't matter. Wedges Gamble. Do you know who Wedge is? <laughs> no idea. You don't know who Wedge is, really? Uh, Alright, so Wedge is in the movies. Wedge is the only one of two people who are not a main character survive. Oh, that's right. The how can how, how can I be so stupid? Yes, I know exactly who Wedge is. He was he was and I will I think Wedge blows up the Death Star too. I'm a Lando fan, straight up. Right. And and you watch Jedi, and I think it's Wedge's torpedoes that, bl- that actually cause the explosion. And I think because does the Millennium Falcon have torpedoes? No, it has missiles. It shoots, it shoots concussion missiles at the beginning. It shoots missiles out of the front out of it. Really? And, but yeah, and okay. so cause that's what the front has missiles. But, sure. And um, so like okay, so you know how the Falcon shape? We have a Falcon over here. I can show you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's a shout out to the great game uh, Star Wars X Wing Mini. <laughs> but um, too bad our listeners can't see it. That's my Millennium Falcon in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh good. All right, so here, what you can't see, right there, <laughs> it's where the concussion missiles are. Ah, in, so in the little lip thingy. Yeah. The little All lip right, thingy. so you, okay, to to explain this to our listeners, you have what I lovingly refer to as the horns. Yep. So you have the okay, so. Let's look at this. As if it is flying away from you, you have the cockpit on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. You have the dish, which is on the outer part, well, the inner out side of the right. Mm-hmm. And then right in front of those two, you have what I lovingly refer to as the horns. Or probably where you hook up the giant space battery to charge this thing. And in between there, you have this kind of uh, mouth-looking thing. Right. And out of those comes the, the torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. Concussion missiles. Concussion missiles. Yeah, it doesn't have torpedoes. Okay, okay. So that that if 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 you are listening and you are very confused, I am very sorry. <laughs> hey, that's, that's hey, everyone just just pull up schematics of the Millennium Falcon, you'll find it. Yes. yes. But um, um uh, so Google yes. and then so, search yeah, so what, Millennium Falcon what, schematics. You'll be good. What, I think Wedge's torpedoes shoot and blow up the Yes, I agree with you. And then Lando gets credit for it because he's Lando. But that's okay, he is Lando. But did but does Lando get credit for it? Yeah, sure does. Lando always gets credit for blowing up the Duster too. Oh. Well, people you know, people go, Who blew up the Duster too? Lando. I'm like, well, Wedge was there. <laughs> Yeah, I would also like to I like to point out that Lando also broke the Millennium Falcon during that run, and he promised promised Han that he wouldn't get a scratch on her, and he totally did. And he destroyed this communications dish. So it, yeah, and but if you notice, if you watch the Episode Seven trailer, the Falcon has a new dish. Yes, it's, it does. It's got a rectangular dish. They they, they fixed it. They, they fixed it. Good for them. Which has nothing to do with Rebels, but it's a no, great, no 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 no. Know, whatever, it's still so, Star Wars universe. History, history. It's always history. So yeah, that's that's where Meluron first appears. Um, it doesn't say in what context, but there you go. So if you've read the, uh, the Michael Stack poll book, Wedges Gambit, you could tweet us at, at Mobcast Network and tell us what's Wedge, the reference. Wedges Gamble. No, excuse me, Wedges Gamble. There yeah, you go. I'm going to mispronounce it. You're, I, I, yeah, hey, you know, I got you. Anyway. Um, oh, another interesting tidbit from this episode. Um, the outline In the original outline of this story, the minister... What yeah, a, the interview. Uh, what, what is her Tawa. name? Uh, Tawa. Tawa. No, yeah. Tawa. Tua. 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 T-U-A, I think. T-U-A, yes. Was going to be the principal Imperial involved in the plot. Uh, so the but then they decided, no, we're not going to do that. So the supply master, Yogar Latisse. Lights? I have no idea. Is that what they went with? Yogar Latisse? L-Y-S-T-E. How do you pronounce that? I'll go with Logard. Logar. I have no idea. So, but that, that interesting. Then they decided, no, we don't like her. Another girl with a pointy hat and permanent earmuffs. <laughs> that seems to be a trend, like those permanent it's a, ear cups. It's the the style. <laughs> Must be a pain in the butt to. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, if it, if they're like, like you know, Star Wars Beats by Dre, that that works. But. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think they are. Beats so. by, by Sice Noodle. <laughs> Beats by Sice Noodle. 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, what's the little blue guy? Uh, yeah. Max Rebo. Man, that's yeah. It. yeah. He's about Max Rebo. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, and the, here goes to the part of the episode I don't like. So Ezra runs into this old merchant friend because apparently Ezra knows everybody on the Ezra Oh, of planet. course. And so this old guy who kind of looks like um, uh, General Maydean's uh, grandpa <laughs> Is, yeah. is all like, well, you know, you know, you can't buy those kind of fruit here. I haven't seen you in a long time, and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm whatever. <laughs> it, it it gives I I get why they did it. I would it too. Gives Ezra roots. No, it gives Ezra a, a plot for this episode. It gives him a plot, but it also it also kind of gives him roots to say that there are people who know him. There are people who you know. Who like him? He is not a complete. So this is part of the, the part of the show that reminds you, and and I know they have to do this, but it reminds you that it's a, it is a kids show. So they yes. do they they introduce this merchant guy, then they have the Imperials come harass him because they want his farm. They're like, we're gonna buy your farm, and they're like, no, I don't want to sell my farm, and well, we'll see about that. So I have a couple questions about the Empire. Quest away. So the first question is, why does the Empire need a farm? Um. Um, we, me and you have talked about this we, before. We, we, we did. We, we talked about this before, but we didn't talk about it with our listeners. So. No, we didn't. Um, my theory goes as follows. Um, one, I, I, it's, it's a multi-step theory. Um, one, the Imperials are trying to um, stop food production because they want the people of Lothar to be solely dependent on them. So they want them to shop at their their basic independent food. food production and independent like anything that the that the civilization like or, or or the people can do themselves like mine or produce food or produce products they don't want them to do it because that means that they're not then solely dependent on the imperials and as if if you really look at the imperials um, kind of structure right if you will they are very much so a uh, dictatorship well, yeah right and dictatorship well, 101 is well, make make the people reliant on the government yeah but not I see not at this point because the emperor hasn't dis- dissolved the Senate so there's no 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 Senate. but they they have absolute rule it's like it, like the, the the Empire is kind of like um, the French right before the French Revolution where you have like this very Stark difference between oh, the, see, I would think, but the upper class and the lower class, and the upper class, the lower class was so highly dependent on what the government gave them, right? Which was nil, that they finally said to heck with you, and they see, rebelled. I would think they're more like Germany in World War One with the Kaiser, but and then I think they go toward World War Two and Star Wars. I think after the, this, is, I can, I can, I can go along with that, right? I can something European. I mean, there's right, something right. socialist. Definitely socialism. Anyway, but that's e- either that or they're, they're, they want that because it's prime real estate and they want to put a high rise there. <laughs> I like the first theory. I like, <laughs> like the first theory is more salad. Because, I, I, I mean, you know, you want your people to shop at your approved. I mean, I watched this great documentary in North Korea last week. Yes. While we were snow- we were snowed in. So, if, you know, in our part of the country, there was so much snow, we couldn't, I mean, they canceled, you know, Schools and yeah, we were right. out, we were out from um, school for about a, about a week. No, yeah, well, we basically got week, an, yeah. we basically got an extra spring break. Yeah, winter break. So, they gave us a winter break because we could not could travel. Not, yeah, I could not travel. So during the time I watched this great documentary on North Korea and the North Koreans, you know, you know, ten years ago had a, a famine. Yeah, and so they lifted the restrictions on. Um, selling goods because you couldn't sell right and private individuals couldn't sell goods and so markets started opening up so people could sell food to each other and so so basically you could go to the government approved shopping district i think this was kind of what i think they're trying to set up on lothal yeah and so well you look at you look at cuba cuba has done the cuba did the same thing right um cuba they were like uh no uh private individuals you have to sell to the government and then the government would sell to and then that didn't work so then they slowly but surely have been opening up for free market um yeah definitely definitely something that the empire is trying to set up here is answer the question why does the empire need a farm that makes sense to me that uh, i I like it it goes and Um, if, if star wars writers if you're listening 
Star Wars Rebels writers are listening, that's that's the way it should be, and you should write it in. <laughs> and give us credit. I like how totally um, give us Ezra talks to the old guy, and then Zeb shows up, and he's got the entire grocery list. Right. But but since we, we've deciphered the grocery list, the only thing we see is the large bag. Right. He has... It's like a has, double bag. I'm kind of looking at a picture of it right now. He has way too much <laughs> in his hands. He, he's got he's got one big crate under his right arm and a, and a smaller big crate under his left arm, and that's way too much right, for what's like, so much. What's yeah, not she on never that said list. how much science dip dip she wanted. That is very true. Or how many space waffles, waffles she wanted. You know, got, I need an entire crate of space waffles. Well, if they're going to be in space for a while, and not know when they're going to get resupplied. You know, you get okay. You get. Okay, I, I'll go along with that. Um, I like how just the random Rodian has a crate full of um, Maluron fruits, but he's selling it to the Empire. Yes. And um, once again, my next question is, what does the Empire need with fruit? Um, again, th- this what this is what brings me back to the the, the pre-French Revolution theory, is that the Empire hoards the best of everything for themselves. So they allow such things to come on because they don't have to pay. All right. So, but I, for what I understand, Lothal's under. It looks to me that Lothal's under a blockade. Because because there's imperial ships, there there's the star is circling the planet. Because right. the ghost, one of the things that makes the ghost the ghost, it can sneak past. Right. You know the the the, the star destroyers. That Rogan had to get Meluron fruits, chartered in. So why does the Empire not stop it on the... You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, like because, a customs... <laughs> because the Empire then just, would have to pay import tax. You just pulled that out. <laughs> they don't want to pay import tax. So what they do... No, this is smart. This, this is smart. This is the government. They don't have to. No, 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 no. Even as the government, you would have to pay... You would have to pay for them to get here. Right? You would have to pay import tax. Okay. Right. Right? I mean, even 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 the United States were to say start importing some like we had Meluron fruit in let's say Europe, you know, it magically grows there. We're going to in-depth discussion about Meluron fruit, right? Right. Fictional they, melons. I have no idea, <laughs> but they um uh, the, the the United States government decided, hey, we want those. They would ship it from Europe over to the United States. The government would have to pay income tax, like import tax. They have to pay for it to get shipped over, or. You could, if you were a shady government, which we have proven that the Empire is, what you do is you have a merchant buy all that. You know, you pay for it. You know, pay for it to get here. Pay the import tax. Um, and then the Empire buys it off the merchant at a discounted rate. So they're saving out the wazoo and they don't have to deal with customs. Here's what I'm Makes saying. Makes sense to me. Here's what I'm saying, though. The merchant's going to order the melon fruit anyway because he's going to try to sell it to the people of Lothal, right. right? Right. So it has to come through that blockade. It's got to come through customs, right? Yeah. You can imagine it has to come. So when the Empire sees it, it just confiscates it. No taxes. <laughs> but that's... See, See the Empire, the Empire, they're sketchy. They're sketchy and they're evil. <laughs> right, but they're not trying to be sketchy. They, they, they're sketchy to the core, but they don't want to appear sketchy. But they appear sketchy all the time, like like even in this episode. Because when... they're worthless. Right, but, and so Outer Rim's theory states that you know they would just confiscate yeah, no, it. No, Outer Rim theory, Outer Rim theory states that... Billy Bob would be like, I don't want that fruit, I'll just take it. No, Billy... The, the, the Billy Bob. Billy Bob the Stormtrooper. Billy Bob the Stormtrooper would go, no, 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 regulations say... They know regulation. Regulation says that I have to allow this to come in to the merchant. But there's no regulations that says that I can't just go jack it from him once he has it. They are still programmed to follow the but regulations. I'm, still, I'm figuring there's there's a regulation where they can just confiscate it. I don't know. I think we're I think we're just speculating. So far off okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, move, my theory is the reason why the, the Empire wants it because apparently it's the only thing they can harm stormtrooper armor. <laughs> yes, that is very true. But we'll get to there. Okay, um, so, so um, Ezra and Zeb can't buy it, and so they're going to try to steal it from the Imperials. And Zeb goes teasing Ezra about using the Force, and the poor Ezra tries to use the Force to get that crate off the Imperial transport, and just can't do it. Um, I don't know why Zeb's teasing me because you know he did. You know I, they rub it into it later in this episode, but he did save his life with like a massive force unlike right. in the last the last episode. I you know 
Um, but what's but using the force tips off the the stormtroopers who um, once again start shooting at Zeb and Ezra and not hit anything. No, they're useless. And then so Zeb, Zeb and Ezra go back to playing parkour and climbing up right buildings. Um, and uh, we got the you and me got a discussion about um, Zeb's ability to climb. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out how he does it. And you were thinking that he may have. I, I have two theories. Um, one is that his fingers are like suction cups, you know, as he climbs. But or two, he just doesn't take a shower. <laughs> so all after all that space dip, his fingers get sticky, so he can stick to things. Or okay, so why can't he be like a fly and and just have a natural adhesive? Instead of taking a bath. He doesn't have suction cups. Rodians have suction cups. You can see right. them. See them. Um, I contend that since his race was the original design for the Wookiees, mm-hmm. he's got climbing claws. Which we don't see. But, I mean, but you don't really see climbing. They could, I mean, they could just give him, or he just have a super strong grip. Right. But, I mean. I mean, I, I think that's just an animation detail they just don't want to draw, which is fine yeah. with me. But I right. think he's got climbing claws. It makes, that, that really makes the most sense. But uh, the stormtroopers uh, shoot and luckily almost hit Zeb to the point where he has to f- fall on top of them. Mm-hmm. So they're almost useful, and then they become useless again. Right. And then Ezra's running on the roof trying to get away, and Zeb is trying to get away on ground. Well, well Zeb, Zeb throws the packages. Right. Like all the supplies and knocks out yeah, the stormtroopers because stormtroopers are useless. No, you're fine. Okay. Come say hi. I like how he's leaning into the microphone. Hi. <laughs> Are you nervous? Of course. What, what is this? What, oh. This is our podcast. This is our podcast. Oh. The uh, oh. the chair of our department oh, just walked just in. Okay. Yeah, well, the last time I came in and they were like they started dancing for you guys. Yeah, then, but it's an audio podcast, yeah. so they can't hear you. But exactly. They can't see that. They can't oh, see that. Right. Okay. It'll be okay. You see, you saw the first episode of Star Wars from Rebels. He's, he's seen two or three of them, so he's a fan of the show. There you go. I am. So okay. <laughs> well, there you go. You see, you never know who pops in on, on our, our podcast. Yeah, our we don't have a Moroccan. we don't have a guest today. We don't. Yeah, we don't have a guest. We have, today. But we have we have a surprise visit. So it's it's a surprise visit. Yeah. <laughs> so it works out. Um, Where were we? Oh uh, yes, Zeb throwing supplies, knocking stormtroopers. Ezra running off, Zeb going... Once again playing um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, Zeb going, ah, we'll figure it out. And so he gets stuck between two stormtroopers and a TIE fighter a TIE fighter with a pilot who's kind of overzealous. Is like, I got this. Yeah, he's like, ha-ha. Uh, stand down, dude. And right, and so Zeb Or uh, I will fakes- zot-, zot you with my space nipple. Right. <laughs> so we established last episode, the um, TIE fighters have space nipples. Let's see. Zeb eventually reaches the TIE Fighter, which is being piloted by Ve- Veyan? <laughs> Ru- Rudor. I figured it'd be like OS-162. No, no. He actually has a name. They which named him. I cannot pronounce. Uh, let me see. That is... It's right. It's right there. Flip that around. I'm one side of the table. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. There you go. The one in blue. Oh, Valen Rudor. Yeah, there That's you go. I, I pronounce it. I pronounce it Valen right. Valen Rudor. Go him. Proud of you, man. Hey, I, I, I know my Star Wars. Shout out to homie. <laughs> uh, he's kind of worthless. Oh, kind of. <laughs> he's extremely worthless. Once again, out of room theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Zeb goes, oh, a thrinder. My bad. And then decides not to. Right, because that's what he does. So he does the tree frog leap mm-hmm. onto the crates, onto the TIE fighter. Scrambles in the TIE fighter, pulls and, the guy out, yeah. and then takes off. Well, yeah. attempts to take off. Because it comes Zeb's TIE, and Zeb's never flown a TIE. Right. <laughs> but he figures it out pretty easily, because I think everyone in Star Wars can figure out how to fly stuff. Well, I, that's... Again, we, we go back to the Outer Realm Theory, where, um, again, we have talked about this before. Uh, you have to create... If, if you're dealing with a, a soldier force, a, a fighting force... That is so useless as the stormtroopers are. You have to create equipment for them that is equally as useless. It's like red versus blue. Uh, the yeah. first season with Sheila the tank. It was yeah, Sheila the tank is, is absolutely worthless but amazing. Here, here's 
Well, no, she was not worthless. I Where think are there three directions? What, four directions and five pedals well, or whatever has, it is? You know, she comes with like a, an instructional guide that they don't use. And if you've not seen Red vs. Blue, go to Rest, Rooster Teeth. That's novel. what we, we need to podcast that next. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> There's a few. We'll, we'll look at it. Anyway, anyway. So, so um, moving on. But here here's the, the thing. And, and here's where I have a problem with that part of the theory. Is that TIE Fighter pilots go to school to be a TIE fighter pilot. There's an Imperial Academy f- for them. That's what Luke wants to do. He wants to, you know, and, and he's going to join the Imperial Academy and become a pilot and get the hell off Tatooine. Right. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Well, fortunately, that doesn't happen and he becomes a Jedi. But, but you know, his dream is like, I, I'm going to follow, because Biggs, his buddy, that's what Biggs does. Dark, Biggs Darklight goes in and joins the the Imperial fleet and then finds out the rebels are way cooler than, you know, jump ship, jump ship. And, you know, which is in the deleted scene, which is, it was actually filmed, but, um, cut. You can find that on YouTube. That's very cool. I've looked that up. Yeah, it is. It's it, the deleted scenes from episode one are really neat. I mean, uh, episode four are really neat. Um, so, but so you, you've got a force of guys who went to school for this. And even if you got the guys who, who, I mean, I don't imagine it's like any flight school. You either make it or you, you've, Flunk out. A stormtrooper is not going to fly a Tie Fighter. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. And so. But but what are the qualifications to be a Tie Fighter pilot? I, like like we discussed, to do qualifications qualifications to be a stormtrooper, you just have to make a mark on the test. Okay. So there's, I have two thoughts about this. That the there are the qualifications are strenuous because Ties have sh- no shields. Right. And they're short range fighters. Right. And you have to be somewhat decent to. Fly them, right? Right. I mean, I would contend that you'd have to be a, a really good pilot to do it. On the flip side, there's a lot of them, and the, the Empire kind of, as we've seen, likes to throw a lot of ties, and they always get blown up. <laughs> yes. So, so, so even if you're the best of the best, you are still the worst. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> that's, so that's so, basically so, what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm saying that this dude is better than a stormtrooper. But he's in the outer rim, so, so he's not going he to his, Instead of making just squiggly marks on the paper, he actually knew how to write out his name. I believe he could do some math. What? <laughs> like four plus four? <laughs> four plus four is seven. Eight. <laughs> like eight. I got this. And so, you know, he he's one of the guys who probably didn't wash out but almost washed out, and they sent him the outer rim. Right. And I would so, agree with that. And so, because the, and, and, these guys are idiots. I mean, really... I know it's a kid show and it's kind of cartoony, but it's like... Well, it is a cartoon, but it's like... It's kind of cartoony. It's just a little cartoon. But, you know... No, right. I, I, I get you. Yeah, I get it's, you. It's, it's a little too silly, I think. Um, I do like... He throws... You know, Zeb throws him out and then does a 360 yard of destroying everything. Right, because that's what you do when you first get into a His first ride. thought is like, I don't know how to fly these things, and he, he figures it out. Ezra's, meanwhile, is on the rooftop being chased by two stormtroopers who... Um, well, not just shoot him. I don't know why. Yeah. His... Well, it's like it's like somewhere deep down inside. Hey. Hey. We have a, we have a new surprise visitor, everybody. So it's like it's like they decide that somewhere deep down inside they're trying to like capture him. Okay. All right. Unless they've changed it or they changed it up into episode four, those things should have a stun setting, right? Yeah. They stun Leia. Why can't they stun Ezra? Because they forget. Out of room theory. Out of room theory. <laughs> they are worthless. Stormtroopers <laughs> are so worthless. It's so okay. Um, we are we are forty three minutes into this, and we haven't even passed the first six minutes of the actual episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> we go on tangents with a lot. Uh, That's what our fans like. <laughs> I know, right? So okay, so they 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 the ends up. Long story short. Hey, we're in Act Two, though. <laughs> right, we we just hit Act Two. Long story short, Zeb skips the Tie Fighter around the buildings, finds Ezra. Ezra hops into the Tie Fighter after they they have the argument because it's the yes the uh, who's saving whose life now right 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 blah, blah 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 and I was like well, that's silly but okay I got their right, right. children yeah they're children it works they're 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 teenagers it's okay and so. Uh, Zeb, uh, Ezra jumps into the t- the tie, and then they fight about who's flying the tie. <laughs> yes, because they're teenagers. <laughs> yes, they are teenagers. The other thing I think is funny is that this tie 
miraculously has enough room for two people to stand up in. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a little ridiculous. I think in the cartoon they've kind of they've expanded. They're a little fatter. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Little chunkier, little chunkier, little chunkier. Uh, they're 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 um, tie fighters before the slim fast diet. Right, the the slim. F- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they slim them down because they start putting shields and yeah, right, on right. Them, so. You you gotta have you gotta have more room for crap. Um, so they take off. Right, <laughs> and then we cut to uh, back to the ghost. Yes, and Hera's Hera's watching Hezra. Hera is watching Sabine uh, paint Ezra and Zeb's room. Yes, and just goes, "Well, I'm glad it's not my room." Right, she's just like. Don't care. Eh. <laughs> eh. Could could be worse. Um, Chopper and Kanan are playing um, uh, on the hollow table, and I was gonna look at this up last time, and I'm going to now because it's driving me nuts. What what they were playing? Ah, uh, yeah. What is that called? It's um, di- I think it's Dijo. No, uh, that may be Star Trek. I'm mixing up my. I am mixing up my space references. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. It's not going to tell me here. It's, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Thank you, Wikipedia. I kind of love it. Oh, it doesn't tell me. <laughs> well, they're playing on the holodeck, holo table, which is okay. All right. We can stick with that. Um, one thing that we did miss is while... Ezra and Zeb are flying out of the city. They uh, shoot at a... They accidentally shoot a fruit stand. A civilian's fruit stand. Is the the Rodian's fruit stand? Yeah, the Rodian's fruit stand, which then covers their entire ship with fruit juice. Yeah, and goo. And goo. And Maylonru fruit. Mayluron? Mayluron fruit. There you go. Which then covers their visor, so... And apparently... um, you can't fly... This is what I take away from this. You can't fly a TIE fighter in the rain because there's no windshield wipers. <laughs> I think it's like a plane. It would have sensors, but... Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they don't know how to fly with sensors. Come on. So, that happens. And um, Chopper is beating the crap out of Kanan at this game. Right, because R2 beat 3PO. I mean, R2 beat Chewbacca. Which is another really good nod to the original series. It is. I'm still trying to figure out what the game they're playing. It's driving me nuts. It has a Rancor, and it has a whole bunch of, like, monsters. Yeah, it's, it. it starts with a D. It's a weird form of chess. Yeah, it's a you know, it is a weird weird form of chest. 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 <laughs> it's a weird form That's of chest. That's what happens when I'm getting reading. Um, hey, introduce your... Um, Surprise guest. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The The surprise guest for the week is none other than my fabulous fiance, Alyssa. Yay. Say hello. Hello. There you go. She's never yeah. seen an episode of this, right? Yeah, she, she no, has. No, I haven't. She, she tried to listen to our first episode and got, got so half, completely half lost. Half an hour in. You should half watch. Half an hour in. Hey, you made it half an hour. Well, that's because I had it on right before I was going to go to sleep, so it was just playing and I was like dozing in and out. Oh, that's awesome. See, we're helping you sleep. We're, we're <laughs> she the got white. so bored that she, we helped her sleep. <laughs> we're your your uh, your white noise machine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that, too. So, okay, so while you're looking this yeah, up, keep I'll, I'll keep going. Um, uh, so, um, uh, Zeb calls... Kanan, and informs them about Ezra's current situation, which is they just stole a TIE fighter. Dejeric. 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 D-E-J-A-R-I-K. I'm okay with that. Sorry. Took me a minute. So, um, after a quick scolding from Kanan, uh, they decide, Kanan says, fly to rendezvous point B or Alpha or whatever it is. <laughs> and they're like, you sure? We're, yeah, um, totally. And then they look at each other and they're like, we have no idea oh, where we're going. Well, that's after they tell Kanan they, they have the tide. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And Kanan's like, uh, did you disarm the transponder? And they're like, totally. Yeah, yeah that's the blue wire. First thing right? we did. Blue, red uh, wire. Is blue. Blue. Yeah, I knew that. Totally. And so they're going to off to, to get rid of this tie when they see... Um, I guess the... F- We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're, We're not there yet. Because as they are flying through... I like how you keep me on track. As they are flying, <laughs> they... Um, 
they almost crash into a small hill. Yeah. And that's when Ezra senses the hill coming via the Force. Yeah. Because uh, the hills have eyes. Uh, <laughs> the, and, force uh, the Force has. The Force has eyes. eyes. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. The Force has eyes. Here's the thing about that. Zeb's been around him and Kanan enough where they could understand what the Force is. Yeah. And so Zeb's first question was, how'd you do that? And it's like, and... Uh, Ezra's like, I don't know. And I'm like, the Force? Come on, just give me that. Yeah, but I mean, this is kind of, it's, it's, I don't know. Because we've talked about this again. It's like, Ezra's not 100% sure what the Force, what the Force feels like. Right, but I mean, mean, but. So it kind of. I mean, he, instead of going, I don't know, it could have been like, ah, the Force, I think? (laughs) I don't know. It's just a. I don't know. Different form of writing, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, uh, Ezra goes, "Oh no, there's a hill!" and makes the Tie Fighter swerve and miss. And, and, and so they're all, yeah, all you know, alive. Yes. And as they, and then one of them has to go out and clean the windshield, right? Yeah. He's uh, uh, Zev's trying to make Ezra do it. Yeah, but somehow the windshield gets clean, which I'm okay with. And then, as they're flying along, they see a giant. Pillar of smoke. Yeah, um, because we well, what we did miss is that. Uh, but why, well, someone goes cleans it up because the cut scene is uh, the Imperials going to the dude's farm is mm-hmm. like you're gonna sell it to us. Well, we're gonna take it now. And then he takes the farmers and their families as prisoners on, on these transports. These really cool transports. I love the transports. There's an old toy I had. So you can get a, and so you, you feel nostalgic about the toys you have, right? Sure. What kind of toys did you have when you were little? Furbies, which are evil as heck. So, so did you what when you were no, little? Those are things that you have nightmares about. So, so well, then that doesn't answer my question. I was like, like did, okay, first of all, did your parents only give you Furbies? Yes. And you're like, I'm scared of this, mommy. Yes, and they're like, mountains. <laughs> <Furbies. laughs> it's mountains. Um, your family hated you, right? <laughs> There's nothing. That sounds like a horror movie. There's nothing that mountains of Furbies. <laughs> There's nothing that I was so attached to that it still sticks in my mind. Really? Yeah. And I, th- I you know, I think that's a generational thing. How about you? You got anything? Um. Yeah. There was a. I had a um, uh, a Fisher Price pirate ship set. With, like the plastic pirate pirate guys. Right. In this ship. Love that thing, and it, like and it kind of sticks with me, you know. Because gotcha. there are days that I just want to crawl up in the attic and pull it back down and play with it because oh. it was so much fun. Oh, so it's still in your attic? That's yeah, cool. heck yeah, I still have it. Oh, that's cool. The thing is, no, nothing for you. I, mean, I don't know if it's a generational thing or a, I think a that gender my thing. My parents spoiled me too much and gave me too much crap, so I didn't have time to get attached to one thing. Oh, that's it. I think that's what that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. She's totally lying right now, guys. <laughs> I mean, no, that's the truth. I remember first grade. Mm-hmm. And we had show and tell, and I brought my Imperial transport to 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 show and tell. And another kid brought his. Those are fighting words. And no, no, it was awesome. We had two. We were, you know, we had and, and we made them talk. And I remember he brought his in a garbage bag. Then I had mine in my back, but he brought this big garbage bag. And he pulled it out. The you know, it was you know, I'm six at the time, so it was probably a little garbage bag, but you know, right? They're huge. But I remember he, it was like Santa. He pulls out this this. Pure transport. I was like, I've got one of those too. So we kind of did show and tell together. That's the stuff I remember about this, and that's why when I saw, I got excited when I saw the transport. It was like, well, this is awesome. It's something from my childhood. Something, something that's close to me that they're manifesting. And right. so, and, and a writer or you know a designer had that feeling too, and decided to incorporate this. In. And and I know our listeners probably have the same kind of feeling. Right. About I mean. So, Star Wars is different. I don't know. Something about its its place in pop culture makes it makes it kind of odd. It's not quite like a Furby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because Furbies are just immortal. They're just fantastic and iconic of that time period. Well, they're still making them. They're so. still making them. They're, still, they're making Star Wars Furbies. I think Yoda's getting a Furby and Chewbacca's getting a Furby. That's got to be scary. <laughs> yeah. Only if Chewbacca Furby is like like five foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It won't come after you. Furby won't come after you. It's got um, wheels, didn't it? I don't know. I had a Furby, but um, and I had it to try to make it talk with um, other Furbies, and I could never get that quite to work right. Because you know they were supposed to talk to each other. Yeah. Did you ever get them? 
I think that ours worked too well because I remember multiple times when they would just start talking in the middle of the night, but nobody was around them. So perhaps, perhaps they were <laughs> haunted. That's why I always hated Furbies. And why did you I think get stuck inside of televisions Furbies. that one time? No. Poltergeist restaurants. <laughs> nice. Look at there. Okay. Okay. Where are we? Let's go back to it. Um. So, the Imperials go to this uh farm. farm. And they're like, you won't sell the farm, we'll destroy the farm. And they just sh- what we do. Right, so they shoot it twice, and it blows up. And they take the farmer, his wife, and... Uh, some hands, some, I guess some farm hands. Well, it's like there's only one other person they take. Oh, uh, he looks like a farm hand. He doesn't look like he belongs. I think he was an alien. What are you yeah, he was an alien. I don't... He was, he was uh, a hammerhead or... No, 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 he was, he was the same type of alien that was in... He was in a quailish? Yeah, he was in a quailish. Look at me! <laughs> I think. That's why I'm single. <laughs> I think. Anyway, so, they load those guys up, and they... Throw it off. Right. They, they, they. So, TIE Fighter, back to the TIE Fighter. Sees the... Sees the pillars. So they fly by. Ezra's like, oh my gosh! We have to do something. How was Ezra? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. So, I'm they... Then they... F- fly, and they find the transport ship. And this is when the fun and exciting stuff happens. Yeah, so Ezra's gonna jump aboard the transport to try to free his friends and the other the other farm people. And so... Person. He, and he jumps off the tie onto the transport. Um, Zeb tries to be... Oh, he's... What is he? Commander Meluron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's trying to get the... He slowly gets the transports to slow down so Ezra can jump. Mm-hmm. And then... Their commander uh, was all like, wait a minute, didn't they someone steal a tie? And it's like, it's a different tie. And then we get into TIE Fighter versus Imperial Ground Transport versus Ezra. Right. Which really solidifies the fact that... Stormtroopers are useless. Amen, brother. They are terrible at their jobs. Uh, Ezra uses the Force to free his friends. Right, he tries to reach for the lock. lock he, can't he, can't get, he can't quite reach. So he uses the force. He does all Luke Skywalker and Empire. Right, like, right. woo-woo! Bam. Yeah, that's not the force sounds. I'm sorry. That's, that's the intro line to Doctor, to Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 which, which could be... Which, you know well, I think Space. I, I think that would make a... Science really, fiction. No, that's space and time. That's I, think, I think that would make Star Wars so much better is if when, like, Yoda was like, you must meditate in, like, Luke Skywalker... It, like the rocks start floating, he's like, The doctor just shows up. It would be so great. You should do a Doctor Who podcast. We should. Yay! I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Ezra frees the farmer and the far- farmer's wife and the farm hand. Right. And tells them to jump. They look at him like he's, well, he's an idiot. But they're, they're not really that far going that fast. Right. And he's <laughs> like, just. Go and so they jump right, and the empire doesn't. The empire goes. Oh wait, the prisoners are escaping. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going (laughs) because wouldn't it make the most sense to stop? Mm -hmm. They have giant laser cannons. Outer rim. Yeah, Yeah. they're terrible (laughs) at your jobs. So that happens. Uh, I like how the stormtroopers are 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 immune to Ezra's stun slingshot thing. For the first time. Yeah, for the first time. He's used them. And, and spoiler alert, he will use it again on them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that one. I don't either. But, hey, look. So, maybe you did so they could use the Meluron fruit. Yeah, it was, it was a good joke. So, so um, they're shooting at him. The stormtrooper's shooting at Ezra. Ezra shoots him with the um, uh, slingshot thingy. Um, one stormtrooper looks at him and says, the other and says, don't worry. That's not going to hurt us. And about that time, here comes a flying Meluron fruit. And it hits him square in the head, and it knocks him unconscious. I like how he's all like, was this all about fruit? And it's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so ridiculous. So, throws the fruit, hits him in the head, knocks him out, and then doesn't, when he falls, doesn't it shoot his partner? Yeah. And kills his partner? Yeah. And they are just terrible <laughs> at their jobs. jobs. So bad. <sighs> so... Ezra the thing, then thinks, cool, I'm in the clear. See, I'd feel bad. I'd, I'd feel bad for that Stormtrooper's mother. I mean, I'd feel bad because, you know, you know, her son's dead. But now he's, you know, the, the, the Imperial guy has to show up to her house and is like, yes, your son was killed in action. How 
fruit. <laughs> it was killed by fruit. All because of fruit. She's going to try to you know, eradicate the Meluron fruit <laughs> yeah, it's across just, the galaxy. It's a bad It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. So, um, he Ezra then picks up a whole bunch of Meluron fruits, thinking, hey, I'm in the clear. Completely forgets that there are his supplies that are sitting on that transport ship. <laughs> What are they doing there? I don't know. It's like the it's like the Empire was like, oh sweet, more stuff, and they just pop like space waffles, awesome, and then just shoved them up on the train. Because Krigland made Luron fruit, right? And so he completely ignores that and goes straight for the fruit. And then the stormtrooper wakes up, and when he looks at him, and he's got this big pile of fruit in his hands. Shoots the fruit. All the fruit explodes, sending Ezra flying across the transport ship. But he's okay. He's okay. Because Meluron fruit is apparently stronger than a laser blast. Hey. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I am strangely okay with that. So, to sum it up, the good guys win in this one. Yeah, we are wow, we are so long. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the good guys win in this one, and um, the farmers go free. I guess I guess they can't return to their farm. No, but <laughs> they're they're free to live another day, yeah. which is important. Um, um Ezra and Zeb uh, beat the Empire transport ships. Zeb gives uh, Ezra a TIE Fighter helmet. Right, right. Ezra, um, Ezra. They, they escape with one Melu run fruit, and they arrive back at the ghost. They walk to the ghost. Right. They walk to the ghost. Because they quote-unquote crashed the TIE so the Empire couldn't use it. I contend that it will show up again. I, I, do, I do agree with you. I think they hit it. Yeah. Because um, why would you, you know, you just grand thefted a tie. Why would you get rid of it? Yep. That's sweet tie, that atmospheric tie. And then, let's see here. <laughs> that was dramatic. That's about it. That's about it. Um, oh, no, but Sabine's, Sabine's painting. Oh, oh yeah, Sabine paints. The, the, the act of. Um, Chopper break, you know, the bunk falling on. Right, uh, on and um, Chopper it. finds it hysterical. Cressy did, because Chopper's a jerk. And then they uh, accuse, they say, Chopper, it's all your fault. You make us look like idiots. And they, Ezra and Zeb, then go about chasing Chopper again, making a mess of the cargo hold. And that is the show. Yeah, that was so. The long version. <laughs> the very long, long version, version of that show. Like it would have been shorter to watch the show. It would have been. It's 22 like, minutes. We go through. And this has been an hour and two. So, so yeah. It's, this is more fun. Yeah, so. it's, 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 uh, don't criticize us. <laughs> <laughs> Not while you're in here. Yeah. <laughs> you, we, we, oh, hang can, on. Let me go out in the hall. Yeah, you can go yeah, out in the hall yeah, and make fun of us all, all you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. It's my favorite episode today. Yeah, I mean it's a little hokey, um, but it's so fun. It's it's so funny. The whole Grand Theft Tie is funny. Yeah, uh, the whole thing being just about fruit, right? Is is, is rather hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. I like Hera kicking them off, and uh, you know, you know, like I said in the, at the beginning of the in, the in the intro is how this really establishes the Ghost Crew as a family. You yeah, know, you know, you know, Hera's mom, Kanan's dad. You've got crazy Uncle Zeb and and, and and Ezra and you know the teenage Sabine going to her art phase. Right. And I guess Chopper's crazy old grandpa. Yeah, I think <laughs> Chopper's like the, the, the insane the going insane grandpa. He's like, I'm taking your your bolts out of your bunk because you don't need them. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna show you I can use the force too. So I I, I enjoyed this one. I did too. I, I liked it. It's a good it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. It's a great one. Um, it like I said, it's my one of my favorite episodes. Um, it's my favorite episode so far. I'll go that way. Yeah. yeah. So, so next week, next week we have uh, episode four, Rise of the Old Masters. Good episode. Yeah, this is. I have seen this one. It is good. <laughs> I think we've seen them all. Up until, until, you know, there's no no fooling that the show is way beyond episode four. <laughs> but, um, so we get to see, um, the, the um, description is the rebel crew undergoes a rescue mission only to face a powerful foe. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I wonder if we'll get to see the Inquisitor. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be great. So, final thoughts? Um, like I said, 
one of my favorites. Uh, probably my favorite to date. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto is amazing. I can't wait till they make that game. Rockstar should get on that. Yes. Rockstar North. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, here's this. Grand Theft Tie. Grand Theft Tie. with silly. I'd play the crap. Maybe it's a Battlefront because you know they're doing a new Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Maybe you can still ties in that. But you couldn't the first one. It's been a while since I played the first one. No, not the first one, the second one. I'm you could fly TIE Fighters in the second one. You just steal one, though. Yeah. You could fly on the enemy ship and then hop out and then go around and steal a TIE Fighter. Oh, let's see, that's awesome. Super fun. Great. So, yeah, I think that's the episode. So, that's cool. Um, you you can post your thoughts to uh, us at the bottom of the, you know, you can comment, comment below. Comment below, or you can hit us up on Twitter at, at mopcastnetwork.com, or not dot com, at mopcastnetwork. You go to mopcast. At, at mopcastnetwork. There you go. Go to www.mopcast.com for all the episodes. You can follow me at, Scott, at Scotty White. And me at, at Ethan Young 1991 Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just really how old I am. Until <laughs> uh, next week, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. This has been a rebellion, a S- Star Wars Rebels podcast. There you go. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> she seems so enthused. <laughs> <laughs>